0: Hello, this is Vladimir, and you're listening to Aging with Grace podcast, season two, episode 12, Gratitude, an important addition to the flower health. Recording date, July 3rd, 2022. Please enjoy. Hello, I am DG Linton Gridley, founder and owner of Aging with Grace, your best independent life club. And I am here to share some health and quality of life improving messages each week. I'm glad you are joining me for this week's podcast covering the subject of gratitude. A couple of weeks ago, I realized the Flower of Health did not have gratitude as one of the factors needed for health. So I asked Vlad Stafford, my freelance IT and web designer person, to add gratitude to the Flower of Health graphic. I am so grateful for Vlad. He always does a great job. I've always been aware of how gratitude, having an attitude of gratitude, Being grateful, thankful, can have a positive effect on our health. It sounds simple on the surface, right? But this attitude of gratitude has to be genuine and pervasive to have a positive effect on our health. I believe some people are just born with a stronger tendency to be grateful. But like many other character traits, we can work to improve this characteristic of gratitude if we try. Here are some surprising studies to help motivate you to always have this health-improving attitude of gratitude. This one is from today.com. Be thankful. Science says gratitude is good for your health by Lauren Dunn. If you need one more reason to be thankful, here it is. More and more researchers are finding that gratitude doesn't just make you feel like a better person. It's actually good for your health. Clinical trials indicate that the practice of gratitude can have dramatic and lasting effects in a person's life, said Robert A. Emmons, professor of psychology at UC Davis. It can lower blood pressure, improve immune function, and facilitate more efficient sleep. One recent study from the University of California San Diego School of Medicine found that people who are more grateful actually had better heart health specifically less inflammation and healthier heart rhythms. They showed a better well-being, a less depressed mood, less fatigue, and they slept better, said the study's author, Paul J. Mills. When I am more grateful, I feel more connected with myself and with my environment. That's the opposite of what stress does. Another study found that gratitude can boost your immune system. Researchers at the universities of Utah and Kentucky observed that stressed-out law students who characterized themselves as optimistic actually had more disease-fighting cells in their bodies. But Emmons said there's even more evidence. People who keep a gratitude journal have a reduced dietary fat intake, as much as 25% lower. Stress hormones like cortisol are 23% lower in grateful people. And having a daily gratitude practice could actually reduce the effects of aging to the brain. Being thankful has such a profound effect because of the feelings that go along with it, Emmons said. Gratitude works because as a way of perceiving and interpreting life, it recruits other positive emotions that have direct physical benefits, most likely through the immune system or endocrine system. Research shows that when we think about what what we appreciate, The the parasympathetic or calming part of the nervous system is triggered and that can have protective benefits on the body, including decreasing cortisol levels and perhaps increasing oxytocin, the bonding hormone involved in relationships that make us feel so good. But if you're still not feeling the love, experts say gratitude is something you can learn. Some people may not be grateful by nature, but it is a habit you can get accustomed to, said Dr. Norman Rosenthal, a psychiatrist and author of Winter Blues. One very good way is being aware of comparing up. It's a formula for unhappiness because you can always find a person who is more advantaged than you are. Mills said all you have to do is think about being grateful and you'll become more grateful. A good way to do that is by journaling. Some people say they don't have anything to be grateful for, Mills said. If you take such a person to find one little thing to be grateful for and focus on that, you find over time that the feeling of gratitude can transform the way they see their lives. And this is from the Mayo Clinic. This is another article from the Mayo Clinic. Expressing gratitude is associated with a host of mental and physical benefits. Studies have shown that feeling thankful can improve sleep, mood, and immunity. Gratitude can also decrease depression, anxiety, difficulties with chronic pain, and risk of disease. If there was a pill that could do this, we'd all be taking it. Our brains are designed to problem solve rather than appreciate, and we often must override this design to reap the benefits of gratitude. So what is the right amount of gratitude? Simply stated, gratitude should be practiced daily, just as you'd take that magic pill if it existed. Start, Try starting your day by thinking of someone you're grateful for as soon as you wake up. It could be appreciating a friend who sends you funny texts, a teacher who recognizes your child's gifts, or the barista who hands you your coffee and shares friendly conversation. Later, thank that person with a text, note, or kind word when you see the person. Behavior changes biology. Remember that behavior changes biology. Positive gestures benefit you by releasing oxytocin, a hormone that helps connect people. Some people call it the love hormone. Plus, you'll also benefit the person on the other end of the gesture. After all, who doesn't like to be thanked for their efforts or just for being who they are? Learn how sharing kindness can make you healthier and happier. Track your gratitude. Another idea is to keep a gratitude journal. Set aside some time during your day, perhaps while you are attempting to relax your mind before sleep. Think back on your day and write down the things that went right. Maybe your spouse took care of a household repair, you heard your favorite song on the radio, or you saw a double, double rainbow. You could try writing about the many blessings that you may have started to take for granted such as having clean water to drink or having certain abilities. Our lives are full of reasons to be thankful. Sometimes we just need to remember to notice them. And this is another article on the Mayo Clinic website written by a psychotherapist. It's Thanksgiving Day as I write about gratitude, a fitting day. The events taking place for me today are not typical holiday traditions. Yet, here I sit choosing to focus my attention on the things that I am grateful for today. A beautiful walk with the sun on my face, delicious coffee, time with one of my best friends, and finding joy and therapeutic value in listening to music while making delicious food. For me, gratitude and being present in the moment has often been a saving grace when my head wants to travel to a place that will likely prove to cause unease. As a psychotherapist, I regularly discuss gratitude with my patients. As you can imagine or may have experienced, therapy is a place to process through difficult emotional and mental stressors. Sometimes people don't want to look at what they could be grateful for or how they could place some of their attention on others. I've heard numerous times from patients, please don't tell me to just think positive. (laughs) I chuckle in response to this for two reasons. One, because I get it. And two, because it's true that it is something we suggest, just not so so simplistically. It's so much more. Gratitude is a consistent practice. This is part of the reason it's daunting. It's not a quick fix. It requires a concerted effort to look at the world, ourselves, and others in a different way, as well as to behave differently, which may require reaching out and showing some vulnerability towards others. Feel the Benefits of Gratitude. The word gratitude is derived from the Latin word gratia, G-R-A-T-I-A, which means grace, graciousness, or gratefulness. The definition is the quality or feeling of being grateful or thankful, the expression of that gratitude in word or deed. According to Harvard Health, studies conducted by psychologists have shown a strong correlation between gratitude practices and greater feelings of happiness. More specifically, people who took time to write down what they were grateful for or people who expressed gratitude for someone else's kindness were happier, exercised more, and had fewer visits to a physician. In addition, couples who expressed gratitude were shown to have better communication and feel more positive toward one another. A study done in the British Journal of Social Psychology found that people who felt grateful reported fewer feelings of envy and were less materialistic. The Journal of Personality and Social Psychology also showed a lasting impact on depressive symptoms when consistently writing down things to be grateful for over the course of a week versus a one-time act of thoughtfulness, which also showed an increase in happiness but not as long-lasting. The Journal of Happiness studies showed that practices such as mindfulness, progressive muscle relaxation, and forgiveness can increase gratitude and thankfulness. Physicians have noted other physical systems are positively impacted, such as inflammatory and immune responses, cortisol levels, pulse, blood pressure, and blood sugar. This is proof that looking for those positives, the body-mind connection and focusing on internal Internal awareness is essential to living a happier and more content life. Gratitude and practice. On two occasions, I have participated in 100 Days of Happy. A friend introduced this activity to me a few years ago. You take one photo every day for 100 days of something for which you're grateful. I've taken photos of food, people, animals, nature, books, body parts, and other things. When I was engaged in this activity, it helped create amazing results for my well-being and a reminder for me to slow down and pay attention. I made a choice to engage in this activity because I knew I could benefit from a consistent gratitude practice in order to help me through the difficult time I was experiencing. I invite you to participate in a gratitude challenge. You can journal daily about the big and small things in life for which you are thankful, track your efforts to do something kind for others, and dedicate time to be deliberately present in the moment. I believe this kind of effort is the reason I find myself in awe of our world and consistently have the desire to seek out what I'm grateful for or to express thankfulness to others. Other ways I reach out to others to express gratitude is to open doors for others, give compliments, say hello, or have a nice day, give a warm hug, pay for a stranger's meal or coffee, donate to a charity or send cards to loved ones for no particular reason. Other ways I connect to internal awareness is by surrounding myself with inspirational quotes, regular meditation, yoga, spending time in nature, and journaling about how I want to feel and what I want to do in order to achieve those feelings. Some of my patients who struggle with depression share their experience with gratitude and thankfulness with me. They report engaging in these activities, opening a door for others, sending a gift anonymously, reframing their perception of a responsibility, and using mindfulness while engaging in a fun activity. As a result, they say they have felt joy, inspired, optimistic, blissful, and are living more in the moment. A life of gratitude. When I was younger, no one said life was going to be easy. But no one told me to be on the lookout for the amazing, either. What I recall and still experience is how my heart and mind gravitate gravitate to wonder and awe. We are born to love and to live from a heart-centered place. Yet, life still happens, and we dance back and forth between the joyful and the difficult. Just like everyone else, I have been through my fair share of difficulties, caught up in negative thoughts and predicting failures. However, I have also found myself excited about the possibilities for something healthier in the midst of pain and change. My own reframe of the definition of gratitude is the choice to continue moving forward in spite of all we must endure and to continue making a choice every day to look for the beauty in this world, myself and others. I encourage you to do the same by finding a practice that is fitting for you. That's the end of that article. That was a great article because it contained tools we can use like a daily gratitude journal. I don't keep a daily journal myself, but I do wake up and consciously make a decision to be grateful at the beginning of my day. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night with pressing problems on my mind, and after working on the problem in my, in my mind for a while, I make a decision to stop <laughs> and think about all the good things I have to be grateful for, and then I can drift back to sleep. This is the 4th of July weekend. My brother sent a TikTok video to me yesterday about Canada Day to be funny. I have to admit, I took took offense because I am so grateful to be born in America, especially as a woman. I'm sure that if I was born in Canada, I would be grateful to be Canadian. Canada seems to be a wonderful country, but we never truly know what any place is like until we have lived there a long time. All I know is the USA. I have never lived in another country, but I am well-read and I have traveled to other countries and I have talked with people who have lived in other countries and with people who were born in other countries and have relocated to to my country. And, of course, I have watched many movies and videos about other countries. Of course, like any country, we have our problems. That is life. If we are alive, we will have problems. To be healthy and happy, we must be grateful for what we have, while working on the problems. I must add a caveat here though. We cannot work on other people. We can work on problems, but we can't work on changing other people. If there are problem people in my life, I choose to avoid them. Studies have shown that constant daily exposure to negative people has a detrimental impact on one's health and quality of life. As if I needed a study to tell me that. And we all know we can't change other people, only ourselves. Being in the midst, being in the company of negative people makes it almost impossible to be grateful. I have tried to focus on what's good about the negative person and even made a mantra mantra to myself to say to myself when a negative person was getting on my nerves and the mantra goes like this, accentuate the positive and negate the negative. And then I would list all the positive things about the person after saying the mantra. But that only goes so far. Being in the company of a negative person is like having a constant bop on my head. Nothing major, just a little bop on the head over and over and over. Not that it's impossible to be grateful as I am being bopped on my head, but it does make it more difficult. (laughs) I have always had the attitude that if one is alive, there is hope. No matter how bad it is, as long as one is alive, there is hope of something better. I have heard stories of people in extreme circumstances, like being prisoners of war, who have held out hope and have found reasons to be grateful even in their torturous circumstances. I recently went to Jenny Wiley State Park for the first time a couple of weeks ago. I have wanted to go for years because of the Jenny Wiley story. If you haven't read the Jenny Wiley story, I highly encourage it. Her story is one of courage and gratitude in the face of insurmountable misery and servitude. I can't understand why they haven't made a movie based on her story. She has been my hero for years. When things were really tough for me, I used to say to myself, if Jenny Wiley could survive what she survived, I certainly can too, because my situation is not nearly as bad as hers. I haven't had to say that to myself for quite a while now, thankfully. (laughs) Of course there are different versions of the Jenny Wiley story. If you look for it, please try to find an authentic version and not one that has been edited for political correctness. So on this 4th of July weekend, I choose to be grateful. Life in this day and age in this country is so much better than it has ever been before. We live like kings and queens with all the modern conveniences and access to all kinds of food and material goods. This may not be true everywhere in the USA, but in Lexington, Kentucky, even people who used to be institutionalized here are free to go where they please, have no jobs, but are fed and can get health care and have smartphones. I think all the modern conveniences are ruining our health, though. We have to make an effort to strengthen our bodies and to eat good food in these modern times because being lazy and eating crap is free and easy, not in the old days. Most people had to use their bodies to get the food they ate, and it wasn't processed food. It wasn't full of chemicals like pesticides. I am grateful I have the money to buy organic for the foods that really matter, like strawberries, and I am grateful there is a movement afoot to improve our food and environment by decreasing the amount of toxins we are currently using. Hope and gratitude are linked in my way of thinking. I am even grateful for hope. (laughs) Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I am grateful for you, and I hope you are getting some benefit from what I am sharing here. Please leave a comment wherever you choose to listen to the Aging with Grace podcast, and please share it with others who might benefit from some useful information on how to age with grace. Now I'd like to leave you with some quotes about gratitude. Here's the first one. Let us be grateful to the people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom. Marcel Proust. Here's another one. Cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. That one was by Ralph Ralph Waldo Emerson. Here's another one. What separates privilege from entitlement is gratitude. That was by Brene Brown. Here's another one. Gratitude is the ability to experience life as a gift. William Shakespeare. Reflect upon your present blessings, of which every man has plenty, not on your past misfortunes, of which all men have some. Charles Dickens This is a wonderful day. I have never seen this one before. Maya Angelou Appreciation is a wonderful thing. It makes what is excellent in others belong to us as well. Voltaire When eating fruit, remember the one who planted the tree. Vietnamese proverb. Enough is a feast. Buddhist proverb. And here is one of my favorites. As long as I have a roof over my head, clothes on my back, and food to eat, what more do I want? Author unknown. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful week of making happy memories. Till next time, bye for now. Hello, listeners. This is Vladimir again. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the last episode. For more information about Aging with Grace, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you, and see you in the next one. The health club for seniors is your kind of place. So come and join us and age with grace.